Welcome to U.S. Comics Cast, your HQ for everything comic book related. 60 minutes, two topics for the people. I, of course, am Charlie Rivera, the COO and co-founder of U.S. Comics. And that must make me the other co-founder of U.S. Comics and CEO John Rivera, what is up, Charlie, my brother? I am, uh, I am living the apocalypse dream. Uh, Listen, for... <laughs> we've had, we've had decades of movies and television shows and written form. We've been prepared. Like the, we have really no excuse. There's no denying it stinks on ice, but we we should be ready for this. You would think that there would have been some indie drama that would have properly prepared us for this uh-huh. version of it cuz this So is- 98 movies about this thing were not enough to well, satiate your well, bottomless because, pit of an appetite. Because we wound up in Kevin Smith's version of 28 Days Later, where it's everyone like a, stays in one set a, a, and a, just a fucking talks. soundtrack. No, no bras to be Zach, seen. Actually, Zach you Graff know what? didn't direct it. That would have been like yeah. Garden State 2. Every asshole in Jersey is stuck wearing pretentious <laughs> ass right. hats like they're Colin Farrell in 2008. Smith's uh, <laughs> version is like soundtrack type type songs that have no words. Just blink, 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 blink. Thanks a lot, Kev. We appreciate that. 100%. The whole fucking movie cost $2,000, and you put it on a 25% credit card you couldn't spring for one royalty song <laughs> one of them come on man studio popped in and helped out with that they were like don't kill the fat clerk we've been following for hours <laughs> his life's bad enough he lost his girlfriend that made him lasagna his other girlfriend he was kind of emotionally cheating with fucked a dead guy in a bathroom and then they were like i thought his girlfriend worked next door at the video store I don't know. I haven't really been paying attention. I mean, her mafia porn wouldn't get over today. But back but then, you know, the war, quite frankly, salsa sharks wouldn't last very long in this environment either because the second you start fucking around and playing with my food, I'm going to fuck you up, <laughs> cough in your face, and take my chips and salsa back. How dare you, sir? I don't, I don't care but, what um, fun so, dance you do out of here. <laughs> so you, uh, you've, made a, you've made a pretty public knowledge that you... And um, your living lady are going through the uh, DVD collection alphabetically. Now, I do have to ask, just for clarity's sake, you, are you guys alternating by letter who's picking the movie? Or is it kind of just like by default? Is it's, it just, you know? It's far more complicated because I was involved with it. Um, so we're going through uh, my girlfriend Jessica's DVD collection. But movies can be vetoed. But what we're really uh-huh. doing is one of us has to want to see the movie. So you can veto a movie, but once you veto a movie, you can force a movie. So it's like a point system. So Jesus there's Christ. there's a little bit of like, okay, I'll I'll watch you know it's very funny though. It's like you think what I'd be vetoing is like the notebook or Charlie's. Oh, Angels I know you too, love that shit. Full throttle. Instead, it was like we watched because it it showed up alphabetically. We watched uh, uh, Stanley uh, Kubrick's classic, A Clockwork Orange. I wasn't in like the right head for that. 
So I almost vetoed like what a mean? movie I love. Right. But it was just like I don't want to waste a veto and be forced to watch something later. That I'll You're like a, I'm not entirely sure if I'm ready to root for the rapist. Like <laughs> th- literally 30 minutes later, like I'm supposed to feel bad That's a for this tough, fucking sociopath. It's tough nowadays too. Like oh, God. Th- it was always tough. It's a little tougher, like posts me too. Well, now like, with the with the current environment, like the guy wearing the makeup, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna root for you, man, because I know you have to go through. Oh, you're doing what now? Oh no, you're not really even allowed in the mall anymore. Like none of there's no even when he's like in the hospital after he started treatment. Oh, I'm he's, like, and he's calling his shots. I just I'm what not a monster. It, uh, I I mean again, it's a brilliant film. But of like, course, yeah. it was really nice being able to watch like Crank and Crank Two the next day. I don't day. think that <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and formally apologize to uh, the Academy and the voters for Charlie's uh, uh, implication that Crank or Crank Yankers is a better watch in any circumstance than uh, Clockwork Orange. I but did you know not what? Say better. I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and take better. responsibility for it. Sometimes you want a pixie stick. It's not nutritious. It's not even that good. Sometimes it's just great to have a goddamn pixie stick. I don't think anybody who's in the, the sound of your voice or the, uh, the sight of your face believes for a second that Charlie doesn't always want the pixie stick option. This is rude. Um, but you know, though, it's and a, ridiculous. It's, it's a it's a it's a fairly decent segue because um, my topic did have a uh, did have a an adaptation come out in approximately the same period of time. Um, I have been here in Jersey. I'm just kind of watching life go by across the Hudson in Manhattan, and even on a Manhattan level. Um, things are, or or even by by a comparison from Jersey to Manhattan, things on the Manhattan side are fucking slow. It's unbelievable. Like I audibly heard uh, bikes, like motorcycles, heavy bikes, uh, driving down the uh, the the driving down the highway uh, across the river. That's how fucking quiet it is uh, on the Manhattan side. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's uh, some. I'm very, shit. <laughs> I'm Man, very Max Three is filming. You you have to take you have to feed your you know every one of your needs. So obviously you gotta hit the hit the store, make sure you get the vittles. And you know what? You've got your vitamins covered, you've got your proteins that you need, but you know what? Maybe grab a mac a, a box of mac and cheese just just so that your system doesn't doesn't realize that it is the end of the world. Um, but uh, entertainment-wise, that's what I've been doing also. Just kind of keeping my nose above water. And um, with a lot of these productions now being pushed back and pushed back. I mean, these are movies that are, for all intents and purposes, done and ready to be reeled up digitally. Um, and, you know, t- Tyler Durden could be... Uh, dropping and splicing in nudity and and Schwarzes, uh right and left at this point uh, were he around, um, but also as well as the productions that we've been looking so forward to, which are like mid coitus. They're they're like right in the fucking right in the middle of the process and and shit had to stop. Um, that hasn't satiated my need for constant. 
you know, I, I need constant, uh, constant attention. I need my under. I need the the. Uh, I need the uh, the undercarriage to be feathered lightly, but uh, consistently. Uh, don't come almost, every once in a while. Almost more so now. You well, need to, like, you know what? Turn those I, up because there's nothing but time. I don't. I don't like a heavy hand like like some people we know. Um, I just like a nice constant stream of input. So I've been really actively searching it out. You know, truly, truly been searching it out. So I had the very lucky occasion to come across at least, and and you can you can uh, you can disagree, but you'll be wrong. I came across my first imagery of the upcoming Dune remake. Oh yes, and boy, oh boy, oh boy, and and for me it was only in the last couple of days that just in dribs and drabs, like oh here's Timothy Chalamet, oh here's Jason Momoa, and oh Charlie boy. It's a good thing I was already wearing sweatpants because <laughs> otherwise uh, I, I could have had a real awkward mo. You know, oh, it's, it's the pleats. It creates, a, uh, you know, an, an optical illusion. Don't <laughs> act like you're not impressed. Um, just, just so fucking excited. I was wondering why you changed your profile picture. Pants. <laughs> well, you know. Sponsored um, by Dune. I, coming eventually. <laughs> At some point. Just like John. Hi, oh. And by eventually, you mean eh, about 11.42. So, um, what, but let me ask you. I mean, I know that you are more of like a, hey, Charlie, jump on my back. I'll Let me show you some good shit. Um, what, have, what have your first impressions been of some of the visuals coming uh, from Dune? Well, I mean, I've been very, very impressed at the scope of everything there's there's a weird problem with with sci-fi for general audiences and a lot of times it has to look like what you've already seen and it has to still kind of fit with modern sensibilities there's a lot of pleated pants or sweatshirts in sci-fi that pop up the, what's really exciting about a movie like dune is they're like no we're all in we're on a there are these sweatsuits that they need to help your moisture because a fucking dune look at right. them and it looks well like well yeah but that's the thing too with and familiar with dune it's um with dune it, it is very uh very very specific there are certain elements to dune that are very very uh that they're they're necessities for kind of like the storytelling yeah um, I mean, the, not, the none the least dudes. of which the yeah but that's what i'm saying like it that's a mandatory if you have dune and you don't have plugs coming out of your nose i'm i'm you're you're done i'm changing the channel well, i'm walking out of the theater you know what, I've, um, what i i think the word i i was searching for before was there's a certain level of like being brave because dune hmm. dune set the stage for so much sci-fi and fantasy one big fear I'm sure every studio had and what I fear in terms of like, I want everything I see to be good or great. Like I'm never rooting okay. against a production, even if I think well, it's sure, a horrible of course. idea. You're not a monster. Yeah. I mean, but you know, there are people out there who, who love when something falls on his face. Hey, well, yeah. The yeah there are, there are those uh, trolls. Yeah. The interesting thing about, about Dune is, is you run that risk of something being kind of silly. Nose tubes to collect moisture, kind of silly. 
Um, so it's cool seeing them go kind of all in uh, with the with again the kind of design elements that are needed and and really being somewhat imaginative with something that I think could have been um, frankly really really silly looking um, when when you read Dune huh. or when you look at the original film. I, I would like ask you to those fifth not elements. use. Don't don't uh, the don't don't use such strong language, sir. Silly looking is as silly looking does. My bad. Um, well, you know, don't don't forget also that um, you know we we did have. I mean, there have been other attempts, and obviously, uh, um, this is an adaptation of the famous uh, famous Dune mo- uh, books. Uh, Dune, of course, being the first one, and Children of Dune, and I think that there were something like five eventual sequels, um, and we we do have most famously the adaptation from the '70s, which again gave us a very specific uh, visualization, and 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 of course they were limited by the uh, by the by the effects of the time, like the the special effects and. Um, but 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 the visuals they like they were real particular. Matter of fact, um, famously, there were versions that were that that should have or were scheduled to happen, kind of like the Dune version of the uh, uh, Nick Cage Superman movie. Like there are movies about Started movie production. adaptations of Dune that didn't happen. I mean, multi million dollars uh, that had gone into these productions and development and. You know that that just never came to. So, like, this is a beloved. Uh, the content is beloved, and there was a recent miniseries on Sci-Fi um, Channel. Yeah, which just very good as a, as a man. Now, as a as a Dune lover, like the Dune Between the Pages lover. Yeah. And um, as my first, uh, my first uh, exposure to Dune was in the movie from the seventies. I was like, boo, boo. I did not like oh, it. See, I, I certainly I didn't the like. The miniseries was a, no. was a valiant effort. I hate effort. it. First of all, how dare you? You have five books at least to work from. You're gonna smash two books together for your shitty, you know, for your your shitty latter seasons. Get the fuck out of here. If you're gonna come, you come heavy. You come correct. You come right in my face, and I mean that shit, sir. That's wow, right. You are really. Social distancing is working a number on you that you Listen, want man. that ladder. You know what's really exciting, though, was this, uh, the new Dune film, um, yeah. they, he ref- the, the, the creative team refused to do it in one movie. They were like, you can't, you can't do this in one part. You either right. invest to do it or don't bother, which if you look at a lot of other series, it's, it takes a lot to be that courageous it takes well, a lot for a studio to have that sort of faith. But that's the thing. Like, it, it, it's unfortunate reality, but at, in these in these days, and and this is obviously before uh, before Corona was uh, was even a, a concept. Um, I'm talking about the beer. Um, you know, m- money really ruled the day. But uh, here you have a situation where. When I heard, because we we were not too far away from the miniseries, which it, again, well, you know, we have a policy that we and and I stick to my guns, and I know you do the same. I don't believe in good and bad 
in the terminology. There's I liked it, I didn't like it. So it, the miniseries fell into my I didn't like it category, mainly because I was just expecting so much. It was one of those deals um, with kind of where we are with our with our with our technolo- technological abilities for storytelling. It just it wasn't quite there for me. Gotcha. So you but, haven't seen other stuff on Sci-Fi Channel. Well, you know, that's but, the but, problem is I that, think my expectations were like yeah, th- they all remember their lines. But Holy that's the thing shit. too. Like, if 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 Sci-Fi Channel's like we're gonna do a Ghostbusters TV series, don't even joke. Your one of your eyebrows wouldn't go up. You know, like right. sometimes you gotta you gotta be protective of what you love. But um, having just so recently been hurt, just when I when I caught wind of the fucking casting. For this new uh, version that we're getting, uh, Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, who was just an absolute bomb piece from uh, Mission Impossible and a couple of other things, uh, Oscar Isaac, who will be playing me in the eventual U.S. Comics adaptation, uh, Josh Brolin, who can do no wrong, uh, you know, unless you ask his uh, now ex-wife, um, <laughs> Stellan Skarsgård, Dave Bautista, who we all slam in love. Um, Zendaya, uh, who's just in, in everything right now, which is just fine with me. She went um, from that acne commercial to be like, get used to this fucking face. <laughs> it's smooth. I hope you like it. It's smooth as silk, and I'm going to show up in fucking everything. What do you got? TV series for young kids? I'm fucking in it. Spider-Man, guess what? You know what? I, I got to say, Charlie, I, I don't usually give you the credit that you deserve, but you're... Your Zendaya impersonation is spot on. I mean, it's like if I close my eyes, yeah. she's here. She yeah. really is here. That's how um, but, you know, obviously, <laughs> Jason Momoa, again, you know, he can put him in everything. But for me, Javier Bardem, um, he, he's just – I don't care what his haircut looks like. I don't care – um, where you say is from, you're gonna get that same accent, and somehow <laughs> or another, it's just gonna work. Including uh, space. Chang Chen, who sounds like that's a character name, but that's the actual actor's name. Um, but you've definitely seen him in stuff. Uh, it's it's just so perfect. And honestly, for me, again, in this day and age, I'll say again 27 times because uh, I've said it before, uh, and I'll say it once more. Um, this is. This is a brown ass dune <laughs> we're getting, which is an actual big component of the storytelling. This is a book that was written, you know, bef- when there weren't such things as, as uh, you know, flipping the channels because you, you didn't want to see that particular movement that they were covering in that time. Like it was just like you had three channels, there were like three movements. So you you really you got got the chance to pick the one that you were. Uh, interested in i mean this they started off on such the right foot and i was so uh you know so excited for it again timothy chalamet chalamet is an amazing actor uh and and i was just super excited and with everything that's been happening you know your level level drops level drops level drops it's like you're that little guy you're like uh, um what's his name mac in, in uh and uh, punch out <laughs> Uh, Mike Tyson, you like come. Eh, you start off the first Dun. real strong, but Dun. then you start Dun. slowing down. Eh, eh, Dun. Eh, eh. Dun. And um, but that's how I was getting with everything that's been 
happening. And this was such a, a nice shot of steroids into my into my butt. Uh, got me amped up all over again. I cannot fucking wait for this movie. It just looks like it looks in my head or like it looked in my head the first time that I've read it. And I've read through uh, the series several times now. You know, it's it's Dune's Dune's interesting for for me because I don't have an emotional attachment to Dune. Um, I've I've seen the original film from the seventies. Uh, I've seen the Sci Fi Channel miniseries. Um, like, I've, hey, I've, it's I've, not the motherfucker from Quantum Leap. <laughs> I've uh, I've listened to them on tape, um, <laughs> except it was on my phone because, like you know, it's twenty twenty. Um, there it, it's it's very very interesting when something is on my uh kind of on the on the periffs this is one of those things that's exciting because mm. there's people who are very passionate about it yes and yes i'm i'm very i'm a big fan of when people are hyped about something i sure, want to yeah. get on every hype train ever yes. So when when something's like we're excited about it, this is why we're excited. Look at what we're doing. I'm real quick to be like, oh, oh, we're gonna be excited about fucking dude, baby. Let's make eighteen of these motherfuckers because you know what's really cool too with Dune is that it's maintained its uh, the 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 hype of the of the fandom, and it's become more and more niche uh, until like these adaptations start rolling out, and then you kind of get new fans, but. Um, Dune is is similar and dissimilar in a lot of ways to John Carter, which we talked about a few episodes ago. Yeah. Dune lends so much of, uh, like when we talk about sci-fi and, and just kind of epic storytelling, it gives so much, it, it, it lends it out to people who want to come along and do something similar uh, to the point where, when you, by the time that a newer, uh, uh, you know, a, a newer viewer or a newer reader or a newer gamer or what have you, by the time they get around to Dune, they're like, oh, well, they, this is just like fucking XYZ. Yeah, motherfucker, because XYZ took that shit from Dune. But, uh, and John Carter suffers from very much the same, uh, the same problem. The problem, uh, the, 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 the issue that John Carter has. John Carter hasn't maintained that underswelling, passionate fandom that Dune has. It's not and, as well uh, known at what it influenced. People sat I, down you know, for John Carter it's a shame. or, or it's chose a shame. not to. They didn't know how much Star Wars ripped from from John Carter. They Everything. All the sci-fi that we've gotten, I would say in the last... And again, uh, I realize that technology has a lot to do with the sci-fi adaptations that we're getting because they're able to to show us more. But Star Wars came around in the 70s and was able to do amazing things. They it wasn't just Star Wars. It was Battlestar oh, yes. Galactica. It was um, fucking Star Trek. It was I mean everything. If you had if you had space, if you had different planets. It, uh, whatever the case might be, and the concepts were so highbrow uh, for 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 back then, it, it was almost like the the Jules Verne of the of that of that period of time, where that type of shit didn't even occur to the to the readers and the you know the the viewers 
at that point. But now once it's one of those things, once you learn something, you can't unlearn it. Oh, absolutely. Once you know something's possible, that just gets the uh, the, the clocks, uh, the clocks, the, the cogs spinning. And, and uh, now the way that we are inspired by so many different things and how that's translated into this immersive, huge, epic type world for, for the U.S. comics characters, that, that happens to every creator. It, oh, it's an inspiration. It's a it's a kickstart, um, which which can't be stopped. You you can't take that shit back. But I think it's really important. Give fucking credit where credits due. Well, Don't well, be. And again, like you said, what's really nice is since there has been this, um, this, they always say if you can get like five hundred people to invest in you and your ideas, you can conquer the world. Like if you have a, a an army. Of that size, which again, amazingly significant, because I would love to have 500 people that that kind of just. <laughs> I was gonna say to I, support. I'm gonna need to see the. Uh, I'm gonna need to see your notes. I'm not sure. Do they say that? I've never heard that actual quote, but I'll, I'll take you. As far your, as, and as I, far I don't. As I don't like, disagree. But as far as like the, the, it's when I do dumb research for like. How many people do you need to support you if you want to sell T-shirts? And if you sell 25 t- different types of T-shirts and have 500 people that will buy one of them, like you're fucking in business um, forever. Yeah, like it's good. one of those one of those gimmicks. I um, hope you're selling those T-shirts online because your store, sir, is not essential. Yeah, you're not. Uh, you're not lying. At least until <laughs> unless I can buy a politician. But I digress. Um, what's really cool about what's really really cool about uh, you know John Carter. A lot of people didn't realize, but more importantly, they didn't have any friends nudging them in the arm and be like, huh? Whereas mm. when I sit down to Dune, I know what an influence Dune was for Fifth yeah. Element, which is a sci-fi movie I love that I forced everyone mm-hmm. I know to watch at some point. Now when the Dune trailers start to drop and we have a release date, those same people, I'm going to be like, remember when I told you the, the fucking... Like, there's a lot more connecting fibers for people to get their friend to come with them. Yeah. It's it's they always had your ticket. You're going to see oh, yeah. no matter what. I needed to see a good cast and good costumes and good sets to ensure I'm going opening weekend. But now it's like hey man, if this trailer drops and it's even good, what I think mm. about to 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 and I I hate yucking someone's yum, but do you remember the remake for Clash of the Titans? Do I remember it? I'm still salty about it. How but, how dare you even bring it up? Do you remember the first time we saw, like, this is the set and these are the costumes, and everyone who was even a little excited had a significant amount of air let out of their balloon? Like, that feeling of just, like, they're going to... Oh. Charlie, this Clash of the Titans... There, there was a period of time where rather than reminiscing about like classics that we just saw five minutes ago, like when the first time that we walked out of the Matrix, we were already quoting the Matrix to one another. You hadn't even gotten to the car. You were still shaking loose popcorn off of your shirt and you're quoting – uh, the Matrix, or I mean, you can really pull any of the neo uh, uh, classics out of <laughs> pun definitely not intended. 
Um, you you can pull whichever one you want because we we've had had we've been very lucky. We've got a lot of great great installment type content very recently and and in a short period of time, um, condensed period of time. But before that, just when the 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 tech was at the Right, right on that 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 crest of a hill. You know that feeling that you get right before, like you're the top of the roller coaster, and you just feel it. Here it comes! Here it comes! Here it comes! But before your stomach and your lunch come up to your Adam's apple and just kind of sit there gurgling at about sixty-five to seventy miles an hour, depending on which park you're in. Um, that that period of time, what we would do is we would talk to each other about, oh. Can you imagine what a remake of this is going to look like? What the new version of that would be? Back when remakes my, were like an exciting prep. Like my <laughs> go-to, my back pocket. What do you think about this? Mine was Clash of the Titans. And I, it was a, a universal winner every time. You know how you have that one joke that's like completely inappropriate, but you keep it in your back pocket at, at a party or social gathering when those were a thing uh and you if you decide you know what this is a pretty cool pretty cool bunch of people i'm gonna hit them with the inbred chicken joke and you just plop it out there and it's a hit it's a guaranteed hit every Every time time. (laughs) that was my yeah but can you imagine what the reboot of clash of the titans is gonna look like boom (laughs) chicken joke uh here it comes uh, Charlie, I was so hurt when that reboot made its way out there. Then, to add insult to injury, they knew they had my money, and it looked terrible. And then they said, you know what? Wait longer, little bitch. We're going to make it 3D. And I was like, ah, oh, okay, great. So now it can stink on ice for like 20 bucks. That's that sounds really Perfect. great. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Hollywood. Um, oh my God, what what a disappointment! What a disappointment. But the one nice thing is that disappointment was obvious from the first thing we saw. There is a certain amount of the movie going experience, which you and I have talked <laughs> about this before. Everything plays a part. Who's in it? What does it sure. look like? What are the costumes like? What's the score like? So even Absolutely. if the the meat and potatoes of the film aren't great, but visually it's stunning, the, the soundtrack's a banger. Uh. You can steal some joy. With Clash of the Titans, you knew on Jump Street, you're like, this has nothing going for it, but uh. some actors. And that sounds really condescending. But uh. like... Sorry, Liam Neeson. Go lose your daughter again, cause yeah. oof, magoof. Um, it, it was it was it was like a personal assault. It was like a mugging that I took my wallet out and and kind of like I, I was like, please, sir, rob me some more. Uh, it was just it was just I could not have honestly. I I really can't think of a way that they could have that they could have hurt me more. Then, then that 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 movie that that was such a what a slap to this face. But what a slap! Do you do you agree that you kind of knew trouble was afoot right away? 
I, you know, I, maybe I'm not so machoistic as you were. Look at Zeus in his I, mirror armor. I I go there kind of like I, I've never sat down to a movie, um, even if it has looked like it was going to be bad every step of the way and sat down and thought, let's see how bad this is. I always have like a nugget of maybe, maybe like that tiny, tiny little Jiminy Cricket voice is like, maybe it'll be good. You never know. Give it a chance, Sean. Uh, what a little lying green fuck he is. That's a real, that's oh, a real God. bastard coated what a slap bastard the chops. with bastard yeah. sauce. Never, never trust an insect wearing a fucking top hat and monocle. The fuck out of here. Little green ass Mr. Like, Monopoly guy, you son of a bitch, you son uh, of. But I'm I'm very get your uh, spats the fuck out of here. Get your I, spats uh, to walking. <laughs> that hasn't been in fashion for quite some time. Uh, what are your final thoughts on Dune as your as your segment time runs down? I, I, I just I I mean I just I just cannot wait. Um, well you have you know to. when I take my the vitamins and I say my prayers and I'm like yeah you know. You know, do this, do that. If you got the time, obviously, please end this pandemic. But above all else, like I put it at the top of the wish list. Uh, please, Lord God, please bring me Dune and let it be as good as I anticipate it being. Um, I, I just I just can't wait. I mean, literally, I'm setting my clock to when I'll have a chance to, to plop my cheeks down and uh, and watch this son of a bitch. This is I'll put it this way. Um, I, I know for a fact that I'm going to get the big, big screen experience with the sound that like shakes the plaque off of your heart. Like, uh, like I, I want the Dune, the movie, uh, remake ride T A T X T H X experience. Like I want a nosebleed at some point in the thing. Um, I, I, I just can't wait. I'm having a hard time and I have a pretty good imagination trying to figure out how I could be disappointed, but, um, coming to I my guess brain for a while. I have 105 no, no, no. reasons. Listen, like what did I just say? I'm not that masteristic. I, I don't like sure. to be hurt, man. I'm not going in there. I don't care if you have free candy. <laughs> I just, I just can't wait. Give me doing, Give me Dune all day long, baby. I'm ready. That's awesome. That's awesome. But as we move on, I'm going to tell you guys the most important thing. I want to know what you think about Dune. If you're listening to this episode on any podcast That's platform. Not the most important thing. Don't even lie to these people. <laughs> most important thing to me right in this moment. Uh, we <laughs> are we are on YouTube. I... We are on Facebook. We're everywhere you can find a podcast. And I want you to comment. I want you to do the little like button. I want you to let us know if you're excited about Dune or, if, frankly, you're excited for anything at this point and looking forward to Dune or looking forward to Ghostbusters or looking forward to Black Widow. You just want to get the hell out of your house, throw down 20 bucks, eat some popcorn, and have a great time. You can find all of our stuff. It's at US Comics HQ on all social media, our website, yes, uscomics.com. And once again, you can rate, comment, subscribe, listen, and all that good stuff on Apple, on Spotify, mm -hmm. or wherever you listen. Do it now. To yeah, just take a second. I do now, double really appreciate dare it. you. It's true. 
But this episode, like all of our episodes, has a very, very serious sponsor. This week's sponsor, we have two, actually. One might be my dog snoring, because she is dead asleep on the couch and pretty loud. So you may have heard that through most of Dune, thinking you're about to get some sort of sandworm up your pooper. She heard that you said that. She's going to be fucking pissed at you tomorrow, man. You better... Oof, you better edit a, that shit out. She is in state of coma. Kalua is it's my my dog girl, not my Oh, oh, I'm I I apologize. Whoa, now she's gonna be mad at you, bro. Uh, uh, no, no, I was defending her honor, man. That's true. That's true. And we are also brought to you by Yum Yum Water, the official drink of the quarantine. Now, what is yum yum water? Yum yum water is that drink that you put in a cup that's innocuous, but secretly is alcohol. Ah, yum yum water, making quarantines livable. Mm. And if you were wondering where that little slur in Charlie's voice came from, <laughs> it's yum yum water. Well, as excited I, as I am for Dune, and I am, um, I I once again sit down here in my little my little studio office, um, and uh, you know we we joke that I'm the salty one. And to, oh uh, yeah, to to we're not we're not joking about it. You are the salty one. That's you know what I'm just gonna say. It. It's true. Um, <laughs> with that being said, a lot of times my salt comes from a very very specific place. It comes from wanting to love something, and then it forces me to be disappointed. It forces my hand. Um, oh, but. No. The nice what are you angry about, at now? The nice thing about being angry about stuff um, that's that's <laughs> low. Let me let me clarify like this. As much as I hate things, I love things right. way more. So no matter how much I hated the remake of Point Break, it will never even come close to how happy the real Point Break makes me with Swayze and Keanu. One of the greatest movies of all time, if you ask me. I watch it all the time. I love it. So the pain never equals. Uh, the pain is never as uh, is never worse than the happiness I get from the other side of the coin. I watch a movie I don't like, then I watch a movie I, I love, and I feel way better. Comic books is tricky because comic books is such a big industry when the world isn't off that a lot of things you love make its way onto those four color funny book pages um something like power rangers and ghostbusters have been some of the most genuine good reading i've done and they're based on properties i love sure but then they make sure they release an absolute banger of of hit after hit issue after right. issue is is great stories great arcs one company, well, there are sequels that you would never normally get exactly in, in other, right. or, or know, other ways, you know, and, and they're 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 not capped by being a couple years. They can go on these epic stories of 10 years, sure. 20 years, uh, multiple right. universes, which both uh, both Ghostbusters and Power Rangers have done um, a company that's dabbled in it is probably a company I've loved. Uh, the truth is, I haven't loved them as long as any of those things I just listed um i fell into pro wrestling a little bit later uh, i was already you know i i started loving pro wrestling specifically i started loving uh wwe um when it kind of hit its zenith it was dwayne the rock johnson 
the people's champion, the rock, the attitude was, era, the attitude era, the, the, it was him. It was Eddie Guerrero. It was Rob Van Dam. It was edge Christian. These guys were just were, cause you don't like them. Don't, don't exclude stone cold. I'm going to exclude stone cold. Um, <laughs> Stone Cold, we do apologize. Uh, you know, but specifically the people I just listed, the reason I loved wrestling wasn't the quasi-sport of it, wasn't because they were incredible athletes. It's they were incredible. It was the tiny, tiny men underwear. <laughs> it was that. It was also, how dare you? Um, it was also the fact that these were larger-than-life characters that were real people. And one thing that always stuck with me about pro wrestling is something The Rock said. The Rock said his character, Dwayne Johnson, he said The Rock isn't like uh, he's not a pool boy who like fell in with the mob and now that's his character. He's not an evil dentist. He's him turned up to 11. So what you're seeing when they're mad or when they're reacting to a crowd booing them, it's them. They're people. Um, what that expanded itself to was in the age of Twitter and Instagram, some of these wrestlers feel like friends. People like Zack mm. Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Yeah. I listen yeah. to their well, podcast. I... And you have developed actual relationships. You know, that's that's one of the crazy things about, uh, well, podcasts are a really good example of it. You know, when you have that voice in your ear, the melodious tones of the Rivera brothers, <laughs> um, you're like our friends. You, you know, yeah. you, you really it's... are. And you listen to us blather on about what we like and don't like and you're like either yeah or you're like no boo that stinks yeah, and so just because they're professional athletes that doesn't mean that you don't have that same reaction yeah and it's and it's strange because like you said sometimes you'll get a twitter response back you'll win a contest which i did with again uh matt cardona and brian myers hosts of of uh, of a very very good podcast i'm not going to name drop because you already listened to it um <laughs> But the major wrestling figure podcast is the name of it. I won some Ghostbuster toys from them on Instagram. Um, these are these are nice. people that are, are certainly they're not friends, but they feel like friends. And I bring sure. all that up uh, for two things. One, the WB comics have lar by far and wide been terrible always. Um, <laughs> it's something that I kind of blindly supported to support. It feels like a little chunk of history sometimes, and there's not a huge investment because they haven't done very long runs. So it's six issues here, five issues there. Um, right. Sometimes I buy them when they're you know the price is cut. But uh, you want to support? Boom makes the WWE comics correct. right. Correct. It's 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 uh they've they've done as Boom good Studios. As they can. They've done as as good as they can with with clear restrictions. Um. Again, not fantastic books, not books I support, not books I recommend you getting, especially after this week. Um, mm. I know that's a long way to get here, but uh, the whole oh, that's our time, folks. Thank you for joining us. The whole Sorry. the whole COVID nineteen situation has a lot of companies making some very very tough decisions. Um, sure. World Wrestling Entertainment, the WWE, and and more probably more specifically Vince McMahon, the owner of the company, had two horrible. There was there were two bad things that Vince McMahon could have done and the WWE could have done in this age of of uncertainty. Um, and again, if, if any clarification needs, John, let me know. I, I don't mean to rant or monologue like I did last week, but I have to give the information. There, 
what WWE could have done is they could have been closed. They could have said, okay, we're not going to produce TV for a while because we don't want to put our athletes at risk. Because that's what it is. There are, are older sure. athletes, that, that they're former wrestlers that work in production, that work as producers, that work as writers, that do yeah. commentating. That I, And there are, there are so many more employees that are involved in the productions than than just the 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 wrestlers as well i mean 100%. it's a uh, you it's know, a it's a huge it's a it's a huge show it's a huge show and initially what happened when this uh situation got uh as when we realized the situation was as deadly as it can be speaking of corona or covid19 they started doing empty arena shows so you're you had three options laid out in front of you you could have just said hey just like the NBA or the NFL or hockey or whatever, mm-hmm. we're going to say, until this is solved, we're going to put our athletes first. That was option A. You would have lost a lot of money. Um, I don't know what their TVD, their, their, their TV deals are, rather, but I'm mm-hmm. sure USA Network and Fox wouldn't have been happy. Um, they have very specific contracts that are very expensive contracts. We'll get to that in a second. Option two, keep doing... Um, keep doing the shows, putting your wrestlers at risk, um, and without an audience, without an audience, uh, minimal staff. So you furlough some staff, maybe you fire some staff to clear up money while this is happening. Um, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Those are two different ones. So the option a, you shut down option B, you run empty arena shows putting wrestlers at risk. Roman Reigns, cancer survivor. It poked its head back up in his life. He fought it again. His wife, very pregnant um, uh, with, with twins, it turns out. Situations that he couldn't put himself at risk, decided to skip WrestleMania. Option three is you fire employees to save money. Um, let me explain what happened this week. Uh, this week, yeah, they please. did both bad things. They're continuing live shows three days a week from Florida, which it's not as bad as New York, but it's not good. They got deemed an essential business, so they're able to run television. I'm going to say it oh, again. Oh, my goodness. That's so three lucky. Three days a week. Now, one could speculate the fact that Vince McMahon's wife, Linda McMahon, uh, works in politics, and Florida is getting a very, very big boost. Uh, it was mentioned this week when the current president uh, runs. There's going to be a lot of money thrown around Florida. And I- interestingly enough, WWE is now an essential business uh, 24 hours later. I'll let it you make so that. It is so absurd. It is it's disgusting. So absurd. It's, it's, it's comic book villain shit. So, they're again, they're running three shows a week. One show's three hours, the other are two. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, so, they make a big statement that they're going to change the ring aprons, they're going to change the mats, they're going to change the turnbuckles between every match. It's going to be as safe as possible. Now, that, that's impossible now because they're live. They contractually have to do X amount of live shows. They for what? For their for their network for their TV contracts, uh, obligations for, for USA okay. and Fox. They're allowed like two canned episodes a year for Christmas and for New Year's, maybe. Um, so they also announced um, shortly after 
making it clear they're going to continue with live shows. They announced, don't worry about the company, investors, everyone relax. We have a piggy bank, in essence, of $500 million as a safety net. So we can lose $500 million before it actually affecting us. It's great to have this money. Who doesn't want a piggy bank, a, a safety net? But yeah, we sure. Have I mean, money. when you're profitable, that's that's what you're able to do. Well, also very important. It's very important to notice that they will be profitable this year no matter what. Without live show attendance, without live show merch sales, right. they have $500 million and they're going to net a profit, John. Right. And they have a network that that that, you know, sucks money out of people's. Um, so, so yeah, like I said, Charlie, I don't want to redirect you because um, we've kind of uh, gone gone around the the wayside. But give people the 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 headline because I happen to know yeah. uh, where you're going. The pe- give people the you know the 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 New York Times headline of exactly what this fuckhead did. So, in an effort to to save what is estimated to be between four and eight million dollars, I'll remind you once again, five hundred million dollars in the bank, as it were. Vince McMahon and the WWE has instead decided to fire, uh, at the time of this recording, well over 50 individuals, including in-ring talent. The same in-ring talent that when the COVID-19 situation really started being newsworthy, uh, they made a proclamation, if you don't feel comfortable coming to the shows, stay home. A lot of those names, some of the ones that did show up to the shows, got fired. Zack Ryder. Kurt Hawkins, uh, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson. Those are just four names that stick out like sore thumbs to me. What's very interesting is Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson just were signed. They were all but forced to sign long-term deals with WWE because WWE didn't want them going to New Japan or AEW, two rival wrestling companies. Plus, they were just just involved with like a main event at WrestleMania. They were arguably the main event of WrestleMania. The the Boneyard match, right? Exactly right, The Undertaker's Boneyard match. Um, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins have done tremendous things for uh, the toy business recognizing and paying attention to the WWE. If it wasn't for someone, if it wasn't specifically for Zack Ryder, none of the internet boom would have arrived as early to WWE as it did. He started a YouTube show and then WWE said, oh, we'll co-opt this if it's working for him. Then when he started a podcast, the major wrestling figure podcast with Kurt Hawkins, they saw that there was money in that. Now, this is the the point of my anger and the point of my rage. They didn't have to fire anyone, John. They shouldn't have forced them to work in these conditions, and they didn't have to fire anyone, let alone for 4 to $8 million. This includes people like Kurt Angle, who is working as a producer, as Hurricane Helms, who is working as a producer. These are people who have worked for this company for years and years. These are guys and girls who could have chosen to work anywhere else, and they're fired in the middle of a pandemic? What's even more disgusting is the fact that these are independent contractors, which means they can be fired whenever they want, but they can't get out of a contract to save their lives. 
Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson should have probably gone back to New Japan or AEW where they would have been used better. But Vince said, here's all right. the money and all the promises in the world. And how and, irresponsible and, do you have to and, be to and say help no? out help out uh, any listeners, Charlie, who aren't aren't familiar with some of the some of those um you know, some of the some of the smaller wrestling promotions that you're referring to. Uh, AEW is a company that just started uh, late last year. Uh, it's a company that one of the founders is uh, Cody Rhodes, formerly of WWE fame. Um, we talked about here, this, yeah. This was a guy who who got over on his own merit. The company didn't want to push him. He asked for his relief uh, release rather. And he he went on to be a huge independent name leading to the foundation that they built a new rival company on, on TNT, a major broadcast channel. Yeah. No. I mean, they are they they are without questioning uh, like the rival right now for WWE now as a as a as a far more. A uh, casual fan, <laughs> to say the least, uh, at, than Charlie, um, with with wrestling. I mean, you know, as a, as a child of the '80s, you couldn't not be a fan of of wrestling. It was on like during kid times. You know, we got to watch it on Saturday mornings. We got, um, we had a Saturday morning wrestling cartoon. You know, we had um, wrestling comic books that like were the they they could have been storylines that we saw on you know on on episodes because at that time they were far more characterish uh caricaturish I should say yeah. uh than than what we're getting right now and obviously a lot of the audience is the same so they're you know a bit more sophisticated not much but a bit more sophisticated <laughs> um but you know here here's the thing and it's very difficult I think where they, they, you know, they they make it. They made it a point to start referring to it as sports entertainment. It's not sports, yeah, and it's not entertainment. It's sports entertainment. Like they they kind of created this new category, but it's it's impossible for anyone with the level of fandom that 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 you have, Charlie, or some of your other friends who are as as into it. That I mean, you guys know like contracts that are signed and you know, uh, statistics and, you know, who's married to who the, I mean, the same way that, that I might be familiar with a player on the New York giants or, you know, on the Mets or on the Rangers. So this is the type of shit that it matters when I go to see a game and I know that a particular player is making $20 million that year. Don't, I don't want to hear about you resting tonight. <laughs> Fuck off. You, I'm here tonight. Motherfucker. You yeah. play. So it's, it, it can be tough. Um, I sh it's going to sound funny to say, but sometimes it could be uh, difficult to be a human being about certain things. And, and, you know, you sit down and you play and you know that whose wife didn't just have a difficult childbirth or whose grandmother didn't just pass away. I mean, like we are, we have access to these athletes because that's exactly what they are. Uh, even though the, the, uh, uh, the, the, the winners and losers are predetermined, um, Sorry, spoiler alert about that. Uh, but they're still human beings. So, and and we have far more insight into, you know, who they are and what they're doing and what the uh, what the makeup of that person is now. You know, more than we ever had in history. It used to be that 
when we only had two newspapers and like three channels and <laughs> things like that, um, they were able to hero worship athletes in the papers and you know uh, the whatever other iteration, whatever coverage that you got, because you only heard about their heroics on the field, or you heard about you know. Uh, um, you know, you, you heard of who who gave a ball to a little kid with cancer and visited him in the hospital. That those were the only stories that you got. But on the same token, you didn't hear about when a player got royally screwed over come contract time, or you know got cut short of making a milestone that would have given them an extra twenty five percent on their salary. You didn't hear those stories. So not only were the athletes hero status and remained there, like just whatever happened on the field so to speak, right? The field, um, or the ring, you know, um, whatever, like that just spoke for itself, but it also protected the organizations. So they were like these edifices that were nameless, faceless. They were just, they were like, you know, uh, they were like Santa Claus. They gave you something that you loved and they didn't really ask for anything more than the ticket price or your attention. Now we're in a day and age where that shit is off the table. We know who had what for lunch, who they were with. This one is dating that one. This one's contract. This person just came in from Japan and had a match and then flew back. We know everything about everything now. So you would think, at least I would think, as a, as a, as a, as a novice, right? Um, you would think that this level of transparency would lead to people being better. Like... It's, Vince, it's literally be a fucking human being. Look, nobody has any doubts in their mind that having your wife sitting on the uh, sitting on the hill in Washington, nobody has any doubts that that's in, contributed to your favorable status as an essential business in the state of Florida. If you think that we don't realize it, you're out of your fucking gourd. Well, but that's that's. The real so so it's it's rage in many directions, unfortunately, because this isn't this isn't character quirks. This isn't personality traits that are a little shitty. The bottom line is it's fucked up what yes, he did, a, a how bad, he did it, and the time of guy it. Move. It's a it's a villain move. They fired so many people, John, they didn't call them. They sent text messages. Well, wow. Zack Ryder has oh. been with the WWE for fucking almost 15 years. Zack Ryder. He gets fired Zach via text. Ryder has gotten the shitty end of the stick more time. Like, you would think that just just with uh, physics being what it is, you can only get the shitty end of the stick twice because yeah. the stick only has two ends. It's, it's But he just, it's like repulsive. he's got, he's like uh, twirling the baton. And there's shit on both sides, so it's like shit end, shit end, shit end, shit end. It's it's fucking it's, absurd. It's but here's what really uh, cemented oh. this as a topic <laughs> for me, and I just want to remind you: if this happened six months from now, three months from now, yeah. I think I would have I would have been more lenient on it. If they were hemorrhaging money, if no one's fucking right. watching, well, that's that's how businesses work. You wouldn't expect the WWE to get a fucking a congressional bailout. So if for some reason uh, uh, things happened that were out of their control I, that did affect their business, I'm not. Yeah, like I, you gotta I, understand that's. I'm that's not a fool. I'm yeah. not a fool. But yeah, you, you can't over. on Monday 
promote how you have this $500 million safety net and then to save between four and eight million, you're gonna, you're gonna, and it, and and someone corrected me recently. They said no, it's been confirmed. It's four million a month. That math doesn't really make sense to me, but maybe it's true. So what is that? A hundred and twenty-five months? Then you could have carried right. this roster and been humans. But this is the bigger problem. On Twitter, on Instagram, on my own Facebook page, there are people defending this. Well, there's no friends in business. Fuck you, because if you're such an asshole that you think and and bottom line is we've said it before and I'll say it now. If you disagree with me on some of what I say, no problem, man. Let's have a conversation. If you're such a sheep that you think this country should be reopened so that businesses can make more fucking money while you sit eating your delivered fucking Chinese food while watching a Hulu ad about how much Toyota gives a fuck about you, they don't give a fuck about you. They want to sell you a car. Burger King doesn't want you to know how clean they are so that you feel comfortable fucking shopping there. They want you to know that they're doing extra shit because they want to pay their minimum wage fucking employees minimum goddamn wage and (laughs) you shove french fries down your mouth. What asshole do you have to be right now to support the WWE after what the fuck they did. If that's how they treat their WWE family, and God, it breaks my fucking heart this week. Howard Finkel passed away. Yeah. One of the greatest announcers of all fucking the time. The original employee of WWE. When it was WWF, it was Howard Finkel. So this, I think this, the F stood for Finkel. <laughs> this guy, this legend uh, of... of of pro wrestling. He'll go down in the history books as a vital uh, member of what made wrestling wrestling, pro wrestling in the WWE pro wrestling. He passed away the day after all these big firings started. And Stephanie McMahon says this week has been so hard for our WWE family and now we lost. Fuck you! And people on that Twitter comment section that were like, yeah, clearly you care so much about your wwe family other people were like bro this isn't the post to do it fucking stephanie mcmahon felt the need to talk about wwe family Uh, and howard fucking finkel what do you think she thinks they're fucking saying are you out of your mind you you know what it it, it occurs to me um and and like i said admittedly and, and clearly i am nowhere near as an impassioned a fan or follower as charlie but just in terms of human nature uh kind of being you know what it is and and the the transparency of all of this social media is uh and has become obviously i don't think that's what it was intended for i just watched the social network so i'm I'm pretty confident actually that that's not how it was intended but um it's it's so so much so become a mirror and it's also permanent so, you know, we, we, we feel this obligation uh, to not just have an opinion about everything, but to put it out there and to have it being kind of like weighed and measured against every one of the other cheap opinions that have been thrown out there. But even when someone is not uh, like a Charlie level impassioned uh, about the particular subject, they'll just be like, well, you know. I think this, 
I, I, I got news for you, and I, I apologize if I'm the one that, that's saying it. And I realize that it's kind of funny for two guys, you know, uh, hosting a podcast that's entirely about opinions, about really, truly nerdy, un- ultimately unimportant stuff when you're talking about life and death. But sometimes you do have elements of life and death that kind of <laughs> inch their way into the uh, into the conversation. Um, I mean, this is this is a life or death death situation, and the the transparency and the forever nature of social media, those two have combined right now for like a very unique in history situation. Somebody, I don't know who it's going to be. Maybe it'll be us. Maybe it'll be who's ever next. Maybe it'll be the fucking aliens or the Anunnaki who decide to come back and say, you know what? You got it. That is quite enough, sirs and ladies. You have fucked it up. We're taking it back now. Somebody is going to look back on the record and say and point out all of these these shortcomings and obvious glaring things. Also, what you're telling me is that, you know, uh, you've been booking profits hand over fist, squashing like like bully business bullying competitors out of the way. Um, you know, uh, contracts mean nothing. The NFL, by comparison to WWE, has has uh, the, the, the sweetest honey deal for their athletes than, than wrestlers do. And the NFL notoriously has shit contracts. They just clip them off, sign you to a $100 million deal, and then the next day say, hey, you know what, you're cut. Sorry, you bro- you, your knee is finished, your career's over. Um, we're not paying you dick. Um, I mean, by comparison, the WWE, anybody who's in Connecticut, you know, offices running the show, they should all be wearing the, the handlebar strongman mustaches and twirling them because they are straight up silent film evil fucking villains that it is so wrong what they're doing to manipulate politics so that your business can be deemed as essential and continue to run. But on the same token, undercutting your entire, you know, your entire cost, uh, you know, your cost value, your, your, the price of running business you've eliminated now solely, uh, so that what, so that you can kind of Squeeze a couple of extra drops of profitability. Now, also, who's not to say that this something could hap- happen? Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, a cure. You know, so, you know, something that we can take uh, can come tomorrow with with you know with the with the brains that we have working on the issue. It could literally be over tomorrow. God willing, I realize it's not realistic, but um, it could be open tomorrow. And you have laid your cards on for the world to see as a fucking douchebag. And then you have idiots who are back, who are douchebag, um, you know, uh, backing up the douchebag moves on social media. You know what? In six months from now, a year from now, somebody can look back on that post. And if you get shit canned for no good reason, because your company doesn't give a fuck about you and you have something to say about it, I'll be the guy to say, Hey, um, what about this that you said? You know, you know, because because fuck you. That's why. Like you're a it's, fucking it's a piece weird, of shit. It's a weird moment in history to be yeah. on the fucking wrong side of it. And I it's, don't it's mean to be a downer. Very dangerous. Uh, yeah. When I'm mad about stuff here, normally it's it's because I didn't like <laughs> when the you're fucking, mad. Yeah, mostly uh, it's because <laughs> I didn't like fucking Battleship 
Um, or I think the new Superboy movie didn't look good. Um, <laughs> but if there is a, a history of 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 what happened in this, I want to be firmly on record yeah, that absolutely. this is bullshit. I immediately went out. Not that they're going to notice, but I canceled my $10 a month uh, subscription to the network. There's other companies I can spend my my money on. Uh, Zack Ryder has an amazing shirt up on ProWrestlingTees.com. Uh, it says not there because mm. he used to have a shirt that said still here. Um, so not there. Very much telling WB nicely to kind of fuck themselves. A lot of other wrestlers have opened up their merch store support if you can, um, even if it's just retweeting it. Um, but most importantly, please, please, please know that this isn't my topic wasn't just about WB being evil. It's watch out for that evil. Pay attention now. Yeah. Learn now. Make decisions now because I, for one, uh, will speak for my wallet as often as I can. Yeah, that, as that's, loudly that's as your I power. Can. Do the right That's thing. That's your and, power. And I don't want anyone calling me a shill. You know, people who know me outside of the podcast, some who know me on the podcast. I love AEW. Um, I love New Japan. I love Ring of Honor. My eyeballs are wide open on all of them. Do the right thing. And I don't know what that right thing is. I know what I would do. Pause. Show me recap videos. I want free. I want entertainment too. Not if it means the minute I open my news feed. And it's someone got sick or, God forbid, died because they were in a wrestling ring. Allegedly for me, I'm telling you right now, I love wrestling yeah, more than most. it's not for you. That, Hang that, it up you know, right now. That's true. And, and, and my, my last point, because I, I know that we're actually a little bit over time at this, at this stage. But uh, my last point for this whole issue, it's, it is a convoluted thing because they're entertainment, but they're sports. Um but you know what? That's that's our interpretation. You know that where they're coming from, it's a it's a business. That that's all it is. Ultimately, at the end of the day, and all professional sports are businesses as well. When you have the XFL, which is the McMahon's, uh, trying to make a second foray into the world of football, um, the XFL folded up. They're they're donezo. It's not that they closed shop because of the pandemic it's because the the business is done it's it's folded the the tent is packed up they're on the train they're headed back you know to uh to uh connecticut um but then again the same token you have the the wrestling side of it which like well no it's a it's a show it's very difficult to play both sides against the middle and to hug that center that center lane and say well in this circumstance we're this but in that circumstance, we're the other. Because if you want to use sports franchises as your, uh, you know, as your kind of like beacon, dude, they have they have closed up shop. There are no sports going on, and there are networks that are dedicated exclusively to those sports. It's not that they have a deal with NBC that they've got to put a, sh you know, put put games on or whatever. That that's not the case. There are entire networks. Uh, radio stations, um, you know, every everything you could possibly imagine, dedicated exclusively to that, and their doors are shuttered. You got to tell me that they're less invested or care care less about their employees than you. You employ more fucking people than 
you know, the then then the, the Rams. Give me a break. You know, like I never really, thought I'd who, see the who day. Who the fuck are you talking to? We're not that stupid. I never thought I'd see the day where FIFA as an organization would be less greedy and yeah. repugnant uh than than WWE. But we're living we're living through it. Again, we are over time. Right. I promise next week uh I'll come with I'll come with something I'm happy about. But um but please speak with your wallet, pay attention, most importantly, be safe, know your value, know that there's a lot of people out there who uh who wanna support you and have your your best interests in mind and, and just second guess. If someone says something to you, I want you to take a second and think about it and if it's if it's true. I want you to think about if it, if it's because it's for them or for you. For yeah, you know, or for you. Develop before you open your mouth or start tap tapping on the keys and put an opinion out there. Do me a favor, just make sure that it's your opinion that you're not just regurgitating something that you heard or saw or read someplace else that that sounded pretty good to you. And you thought, ah, you know what? If I if I uh, if I uh, if I put this one back out there, it'll make me look a certain way. No, it it, it probably won't. Um, if it's great, you're not gonna get the credit, and if it's fucking stupid, you're gonna get all the blame. So, trust me when I say I speak from experience. It's not worth it. Give it a minute. Develop your own thoughts about the subject, and then put it out there. Or Start a podcast with your brother, and you could fucking do it for like an hour twenty a week, and uh, there there are never any ramifications. It's very very true. <laughs> for my brother, the CEO of US Comics, I am the COO of US Comics. You can find all of our stuff over on social media at US Comics HQ. Our website uscomicshq.com. Rate, comment, subscribe. Tell me if you think I'm full of shit. Let's argue on the internet because I ain't got nothing better to do. Sucker. John, I gotta ask you this question. Ask me anything, man. Who should take us out? If I had my druthers, I say, Bad Mary, take us out. Woo! <laughs>